welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. to the St. Andrews Podcast. I'm so glad that you have joined us today for this uh, third episode in our series on the church. But before we dive into that recap, I'm just going to introduce my good friend, Pastor D.A., the pastor of disaster. You know, I'm sitting here wondering, she can't say something like the man with the good with shoes. <laughs> Maybe the man with the exciting socks. The, <laughs> yes, which you have done a very good job with your socks as of late. I have my Cincinnati red socks, which are certainly a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, but but I, I am finding myself, you know, after my back surgery, I went out and bought some good running shoes to walk because yeah. I walk in the mornings. Right. Uh, and then I found this great place online that I could get the same shoe at like half price. So, yes. you know, this was ultimate bargain. Yeah. But for several months now, I've been looking at that website and they don't have that particular oh, shoe. That's a and so, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't have good shoes. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know who can help you with that. <laughs> I'm happy to be of assistance anytime. Well, tell me how things are going in your life. What's your most exciting thing you're doing right now? Gosh, you, you would ask a question I'm unprepared oh, to, to answer. But here, here's something that I think is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's what um, we've been talking about in staff, what you and I did earlier in the week. Yes. And that was, you know, trying to say, gosh, we're so stinking tired yeah. of the pandemic having... Mm -hmm what seems to be negative effect on all the things we want to do. And yeah. everybody's clamoring for normal and we don't yeah. know normal's coming back. Uh, and just some self-reflection trying to figure out what do we need to do to be innovative? Right. And thinking about that and working with staff about that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the planning meeting we had the other day, yeah. uh, you, you were very nice to say, wow, those are great ideas. So I felt <laughs> they <laughs> are. real, real good ideas. about some of the ideas yeah. I had. Uh, and that's our tease for the day yeah. to say, Friends, there are some things that are going to start coming this oh, fall. Yeah. If nobody else in the universe is excited, yes. Stephanie and I are That's excited right. <laughs> about this. So what's going on in your life? Well, really, I mean, I'm really the same thing. I'm so excited, too, about the the things that God has put on our hearts and what that's going to mean for our church and for the community and for people we have never met. It's really exciting, yeah. friends. So you really do have to be on the lookout. You're going to want to be seeing what the St. Andrews community is doing here exactly, in the and, and even as we record this, Jeff is sitting there going, I have no idea what they're talking about. I'm going <laughs> to ask them as soon as we're done recording. That's right. So, Jeff, how are you today? You know, so far, so good. Can't complain. You know, nobody listens anyway. That's what I've been told. So, <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I wish I could practice that. Right? Right. Go ahead and complain. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> smile and nod. I know, Just Smile right? and nod, boys. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I'm so excited about this series that we're in, and it's been really fun, especially that first week, to be talking about the foundation of the church, that it's not a promise, it's not a principle, it is a person, and it's the person of Jesus Christ is our foundation. But then the second week of the of the series, Pastor D.A. preached on the frustrations of the church, which is such an interesting thing when you think about it, because I think a lot of pastors are not willing to go there. I really do. I think well. they, they don't want to go there. And and it's 
kind of the elephant in the room because there is always frustration in the church. And, you know, obviously for us just to be authentic, we have to own that. I right. mean, we, we don't boast about it. We no. don't use it as an excuse. Well, you know, we're just frustrated. Right. I mean, but, but let's deal with it honestly because I think there are people that sometimes even when they come to the church, they're coming with a sense of they've got their guard up. Right. I don't want to get hurt again. Right. Uh, you know, I don't want to experience what I've experienced before. And yeah. so just to try to say here's some of the things that cause that, uh, yeah. they seem to be a good word that God laid on our yeah. hearts to do. Absolutely. And this past Sunday, you you gave us kind of our last word in this series. So tell us a little bit about this word. Okay. So, you know, we are pastors and things have to have the same first letter right. and the same number of syllable kind of things. <laughs> and you're going foundation, frustration, and what else <laughs> can, can fit in there? And, and the word that came to mind for me was formidable. And, mm-hmm. and part of that is when we were talking about frustration, I think it's very easy for people to get a sense of feeling defeated about the church. Right. I, I read a blog by a young woman not too long ago, and you know I could hear the angst in her voice, church, we got to do better. Church, we got to right. do better. I, I could hear the frustration that was there. Mm-hmm. And so the thought was, we need to balance this. Right. I mean, yeah, there's frustration with the church, but right. my goodness, the church does some great things. Yeah. And when we look at Peter's profession of who Jesus is, you know, the foundation, yes. you know, this profession of our faith in Jesus as Messiah, the foundation of our faith. And Jesus says, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against yeah. that. And so this whole idea of conflict and battle and, you know, what kind of opponent is the church? <laughs> I, right. I would like to think that we're a formidable opponent. Mm-hmm. And I, I went back and watched a game film of the third service, and I realized I didn't define it <laughs> in that service. I did in the other two. I almost forgot it in the second one, to be quite honest. Oh, so, So let me just say what I how I understood formidable. I, I looked up a couple of online dictionaries, and these were the definitions I like, that formidable is inspiring fear or respect mm-hmm. through being impressively large, powerful, intense, or capable. Mm-hmm. Now, for, for me, that really brings up Goliath. Yes. You know, right? that's the reason they sent Goliath out there is he was so impressively large yeah. that they were like, man, nobody can whoop him. Right. You know, he is a formidable <laughs> opponent. Yeah. Uh, he had the qualities, and this is the other definition, he had the qualities, the physical qualities that would discourage yes. approach. Or attack. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you see some person that is just massively big yeah, and strong, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't want to mess with that. Uh-huh. Uh, and we may not always think of the church as being massively big or strong. Maybe some people do, but I would hope that our presence and our demeanor and the way we act that reflects the love of Christ is something really that discourages approach or attack. Yeah. I don't think we want to take the posture when people attack us and say. God's going to strike you down with his wrath. <laughs> right. You know? Right, exactly. I, I can't do that as good and as deeply. Can, can you say that for us? <laughs> Come on, Jeff. God's going to strike you down. <laughs> <laughs> and and he looked at me and not Stephanie when he said that, so I'm real encouraged. Uh, I have no physical qualities that would discourage attack or But, but I, I think people understand what we're saying. Oh, and yeah. the, the reality is, as, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are embroiled in this battle there were so many songs i thought about yeah um you know phil wickham's got that song out right now that i just absolutely yes. love yes. you know about what the battle, the battle belongs, belongs to the mm-hmm. man you know petra my favorite old, yes. you know 80s and 90s christian rock group Definitely. they they would sing one called the battle belongs to the lord uh-huh 
another guy back in the 80s and 90s by the name of Steve Camp yeah. had a song called Run to the Battle. And, you know, the lyrics of that yeah. song are, you know, that some people want to live within the sound of chapel bells, you know, just feel real good. We're uh -huh. always close to church. He said, but I want to run a mission a yard from the gates of hell. Wow. And so these things are all kind of stewing through yeah. my spirit as I'm thinking of, of this sermon. And, and it yeah. kind of led to the, the place of, so if we're in a battle and, and if the powers of hell yeah. are going to try to come against the church, what are we really battling? Right. What does that look like mm -hmm. and, and how to, you mm -hmm. know, we fight back, if right. you will. Exactly. Well, it's interesting, too, as you were talking about this formidable opponent, I've I've often had people laugh at me. Well, they laugh at me, number one, when I tell them I'm a pastor. I usually get a, a chuckle, like, really? And then number two. What, 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 I, what, what I think you are. Right? I have no idea. <laughs> I had somebody in Starbucks the other day ask me what I did, and they were actually, anyway, it was, it was really funny. But And I told them I was a pastor, and they were like, Really? And this was very nice, actually. I didn't mean to bring this up because it sounds No, this boastful. is good. This but is good. He, well, it's like totally getting off track. But the guy said, well, these older men, I mean, they were probably literally in their upper 70s. Okay, so thank very you. Kind. You know, I'm, I, right. I'm kind of an older man <laughs> no. now. So thank, thanks for giving right, the definition. Yeah. And they were really nice. And they said, well, we thought you were a model. And I was like, well, that's really nice. And they're like, well, you're always dressed really nice. <laughs> But like you look nice, it was just you're dressed nice. But hey, it's all what it's all about. But anyway, well, off track. Well, when you're saying that, I'm going to chase this rabbit just a little, <laughs> you know, because everybody needs to know Survivor starts soon. Yes. Three, uh, September 22nd. Survivor right. starts. And today I was reading something where they announced the cast of Survivor. Yes. There's actually a contestant on there from Oklahoma City. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. But uh, they had this, you know, woman, and she's standing like a model. Of course, they're all in their, you right. know, swimsuits. Right. So she's in a bikini. Right. Very attractive woman, and her vocation was pastor. <gasps> was it? Yes. Oh, good and, for her. And just reading some of her bio, she's like, yeah, I used to live on the street, and I was in a gang. Really? I mean, and just her, the picture they put, you'd have never guessed that. Wow. But she's been through the battle. That is so interesting. Well, and that kind of leads to what I was actually going to say, so apologizing for getting off track there, but uh, people will laugh at me when they when they find out I'm a pastor but they also laugh when they find out I was into martial arts right you know and so if I tell them I was a seventh degree black belt they think it's funny because I don't look like a formidable opponent yeah. like I just do not look your, like somebody. your parents does not discourage <laughs> right <laughs> you know? at least I hope not yeah but it's funny too when you think about that and, and what you just said about this survivor um, contestant that a lot of times people don't think the church is uh, able to fight back. Good word. Right? Good word. And yeah, they so, think we're just a doormat that people yes, walk on. Yes, exactly. And the interesting thing, especially about martial arts that I think connects in this, is that it doesn't really matter my size. What matters is my training. Right. Like, I know how to how to do things that maybe other people wouldn't know how to do in, in defense of myself. And I think that's where the church comes in, too. If we are faithful in our training, then we are able to fight back. <laughs> Got a little preach going on over there, dude. Do right. you want to say more? We can have a text offering through the podcast for those that are, are ready to give. That's right. Bring it on. Bring it on. But yeah, tell us more about these three opponents. Well, the yeah, and, and what we did in the sermon, we we talked about three opponents. There, there could be more than that, but these mm -hmm. are three that I think the scripture talks about. And really the way we closed the service was by allowing everybody to reaffirm their baptismal vows. And so these come in part out mm -hmm. of the baptismal vows, but the first opponent of the church is the world, and, and part of what we're thinking of here is when we read the New Testament, it talks about, you know, the church versus 
the world. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get the scripture that says, you know, as followers of Jesus, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. The world is not our home. Our place is, you know, where Mm -hmm. God reigns supreme. Uh, And then in Romans, I believe it's chapter 12, it starts off by saying, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. And that's Mm -hmm. really what I try to focus on is to be a follower of Jesus, we have to realize the way that Jesus teaches is different Mm -hmm. from the messages and the way that the world Mm -hmm. responds to us. And, and, you know, the first example that always comes to my mind is, you know, if if somebody were to hurt you, Mm -hmm. the world's going to say, hurt them back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Exactly. Get get even. And and if you don't just get even, you know, get ahead. ahead. Which always reminds me of the the movie The Untouchables. I don't know if you've Mm. ever seen that. Jeff Snodding, he's seen (laughs) it where... Uh, Kevin Costner plays Elliot Ness, you know, working for the FBI, trying to uh-huh. arrest. Who was it? Capone that he was yeah. trying oh, wow. to arrest. And 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 in this battle, he's befriended by an old street cop, which is Sean Connery. Yeah. And Connery says, you know, if if they put one of yours in the hospital, you put one of theirs in the morgue. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. the the idea. Right. It, if you don't get even, get ahead. Right. You know, that's how you're formidable. You discourage mm-hmm. that attack by being meaner and badder and mm-hmm. other. And that's not what Jesus says. Mm-mm, you know, mm-mm. Jesus says, well, if someone strikes your right cheek, then yeah. turn the other cheek to them. And, yeah. and pray for those who hate you and mm-hmm. those that persecute you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's, yeah. a, that's a lot different. Yeah, it really is. Well, when you think about this idea of not conforming or taking on the form of the world, when I think about Jesus' teaching, you know, he taught both the Jews and the Gentiles, any, right. anyone who would come and listen. But it's interesting that those... Um, worldly ideas and patterns afflicted both the religious and the non-religious. Exactly. Yeah, and just being being religious does not make us exempt from being tempted to take on the form of the world. Right, and, and that's part of why we say, you know, that, that we are to bring light in the midst of the world's mm-hmm, darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so often what can happen is, we curse the darkness, you know, mm-hmm. oh, this is so bad. Oh, this, you know, drugs are so bad. You right. know, pornography is so bad. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not disagreeing with those right. statements, but it's not enough just to curse the darkness. Right. You know, that, that we do have to bring the light mm-hmm. of Christ into that situation. Someone strikes you on the right cheek. The world is saying, punch him back. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, you know, you can de-escalate this violence mm-hmm. if you'll stop. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath, <laughs> right? Exactly, know, and and put an end to the conflict before it really escalates. Yeah, and and that's just a, a different message, and and so often in the church because we are uh, people mm-hmm. that are being redeemed from our sinful selves, it's hard sometimes because yeah. you know somebody comes to the church. I take that personally. You know, right. that's me. That's my people. That's my tribe. Right. You know, what do we have to do? What if, what would what would Jesus, Jesus do? Say, you yep, know how, exactly. how would Jesus have us respond? Mm-hmm. And so the the way of Jesus is is the way of love, and mm-hmm. even how Jesus defines love is so different from the way the world yeah. defines love. Love does not mean we always agree. Love does mm-hmm. not mean that uh, we get everything we want. Right. Uh, love does not, in the best sense, as Jesus teaches us, it does not have strings attached. Right. You know, it is unconditional. Yeah, that's so so good. So, so then. The second mm-hmm. power, second opponent of the church that mm-hmm. we talked about is closely related to that, mm-hmm. uh, and that is not just the world, but the 
powers right. of this world. And specifically, the example I gave, and, and it's because it's the first one that comes to my mind, mm -hmm. is there are nations, there are governments where it's illegal to be a Christian. Right. It's, it's illegal to have a Bible study. It's yeah. illegal to gather together to worship because mm -hmm. that's against the law. Right. And uh, that's a very real power. So mm -hmm. what, if, you know. Well, I loved the story you shared from, I think it was from the book, Jesus Freaks. Jesus Freaks, Yeah, right. the story you shared in the message on Sunday about the 16-year-old who um, was the last to come up to the Bible and uh, after these men had come in and broken up the Bible study and had asked everyone if they wanted to live, they had to come and spit on the Bible. And right. these older folks came and spat on the Bible. And then she came up and wiped it off. And yeah, wiped asked, it on her dress. Yeah, and, and, and then asked that God forgive those people and, and then was shot and killed. And I just thought that was such an amazing example of the powers of this world coming against the church and that even in death, she was not defeated. Right. She she reigns victorious because of standing up for the church, standing up for Christ, and because of what Christ has done, uh, that death didn't defeat her. And it's just it's just amazing to me to think of the amount of people in the world throughout history who have been persecuted in ways that we will never understand. Right. And sadly, I feel as though uh, many of us, and I'm guilty of this as well, is we don't take our faith and the privilege that we have to express it seriously enough. One of the things, when, when I was telling that story, you know, and it, it talked about how the pastor was clutching his Bible and, yeah. and, and they took it away from him. As pastors, I don't know how you responded mm. to that, but I'm thinking, what would I do if right. I was that pastor? Right. And, you know, in one sense, we applaud what that teenage girl right, did. Right, right. Uh, and yet I found myself, wondering and this is just honest confession mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm not yeah. suggesting this is right or wrong yeah i found myself thinking the bible is a book right i mean it, right. it, is, it, it is a human right. record uh you know i mean certainly i do not condone right spitting on the bible right right uh you know but if, mm -hmm. if they said spit on the bible you know do, do you conjure up a loogie and go? Right, uh, because right. you know that that does not really affect your faith. And I no. think that is really the point of the story is what they were being asked to do was something sacrilegious that, yeah. in fact, was a physical manifestation that denied yes. their faith in, in God. Yes. Um, and, and that girl of all the believers just could not mm -mm, do that. Do and, and we applaud her for that. Yeah. And the Bible is full of stories where... Mm -hmm. People were persecuted. I mean, we look in the book of Acts mm -hmm. that, you know, Stephen was stoned yeah. for preaching the resurrection of Jesus. Paul will say, you know, I've been beaten. I've been yep. left for dead. I've been stoned. I've yeah. been put in prison. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they, they will not silence me. Yeah. And there's there's a scripture. I don't know the address. Uh, mm -hmm. Somebody can Google it if they want to read it <laughs> themselves. But it says you've not been persecuted or your faith has not been mm -hmm. tested to the point of the shedding of blood. Right. You know, and for years we have just had this protection in our country mm -hmm. that uh, that's not something we really have to fear. Mm -hmm. And yet I, I remember 25 years ago uh, with Columbine, mm -hmm. you know, you, you yeah. told the story yeah. a month or so ago Rachel in a sermon, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody probably knows the story of Cassie Bernal and, yeah. you know, that both of them profess their faith and were killed yeah. by their peers for it. Mm -hmm. I, I remember then thinking, is, is America beginning to change? Mm -hmm. You know, is, are we now at a point, and, and you think of the, 
the bombings at the church what is it in Charlotte a few years ago, mm-hmm. the old AME church, and, mm-hmm. and and so we do see increasing acts of violence right. against people with faith in Christ mm-hmm. here in, in our country. Yeah. Hopefully, we live in such a way that we're not saying, "Well, we'll go get them back." You yeah, know, if we right. can't get even. <laughs> right, right. We'll get ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I find that 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 particular attitude comes from something that I think is an increasing power in our country that's a power of this world that's not necessarily a power of the church. Yeah. And it's what I want to call Christian nationalism. Mm. And and it's the idea where it, it looks so nationalistic and patriotic as to not necessarily be Christian, mm. but it's so Christian that it's your duty as a follower of Christ uh-huh. to, to act in this way. Interesting. And, and I, I really think that's causing a lot of harm to the church. I think a yeah. lot of people outside the church that are frustrated with it are people that see that Christian nationalism. Uh-huh. It's like, no, I, I, I won't do that. Interesting. You know, I'm, I'm not going to become a power of this world. Yeah. Based on that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to say more about that, but I hadn't really planned on it, and I, I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> by we don't want something that. Something I really didn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Tell us more about this last one too, because this was an interesting one that you touched on. Okay. As well. the, the spiritual forces of wickedness. Mm-hmm. Now, that is actually a phrase in our baptismal right. vows. Do you reject the spiritual forces of wickedness? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if you know, by having people reaffirm their uh, baptismal vows, yeah. that would make sense. In the Catholic Church, they actually have a different question, but it's built on the same premise. Okay. Uh, and their question is, do you reject Satan in all his ways? Oh, wow. We go with spiritual forces of wickedness, right. evil powers of this world, and you know, yeah. repent, of, repent your of your sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- this is the understanding that there is an unseen realm, an unseen yeah. reality that we participate in. Right. We don't see God, right. but we believe in God. We don't see angels yeah. that we're aware of. Right, <laughs> you right, know, we right. may have entertained them unaware. Yeah. Uh, but we believe that God uses angels to bring yeah. a message. And at the same time, we believe that there are evil spirits in the world. And so when mm-hmm. I think of spiritual forces of wickedness, that's, that's part of what I think of. Yeah. Um, when I was researching the sermon, I came across a a quote is probably from a book yeah. that Chuck Swindoll oh, yeah. wrote. I and, and I want to share that. He said, Satan's menacing hand and demonic ploys have infiltrated our society like an invasive fog, mm. defiling, corrupting, and manipulating far too many of our lives and affairs. In the ongoing war, Satan is waging against both the corporate and the individual mm-hmm. mind of the church, mm-hmm. so all of us together, but yeah. also all of us separately. Yeah. He has led us away from the strategies of warfare that Christ charted for us before he ascended oh. into heaven. That's a powerful <laughs> quote. Yeah, and, wow. and, and, and it really gets to the heart of, you know, this demonic, evil, mm-hmm. wicked, satanic yeah. uh, existence yeah. <laughs> is something where this is part of the attack. Yeah. The the things of the powers of this world, those mm-hmm. the, I think those are physical manifestations yeah. of the spiritual realities. Right, I agree. But, but not all the spiritual realities manifest themselves in physical right. ways. Uh, you know, just, uh, uh, gosh, so many things come to mind. I, that Steve Camp song, you know, mm-hmm. I want to build a mission a yard from the yeah. gates of hell. The closing part of that song, he said, you know, he, he's talking about the church that we need to remember that we're army, and the phrase he uses, I love it, he says, and we're marching on our knees. I love that. You know, that this is how we fight the battle, and we can look where it says, 
you know, we bring every thought in captivity mm-hmm. to Christ. That mm-hmm. we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with these spiritual entities yeah. and these spiritual powers. Yeah. Um, Joyce Meyer, I never yeah. really heard her preaching or read any oh, of her yeah. stuff. But years ago, I know Robin went through a Bible study. In fact, I think she led the Bible study. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Joyce Meyer's book, Battlefield of the Mind. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and how often is that the place we experience a spiritual battle? Mm-hmm. In our mind, sometimes in our heart. Definitely. Uh, and, and what I would suggest to us at that point is Satan is trying to take from people mm-hmm. what he himself cannot have. Mm, that's you good. Know, yeah. Uh, that, that we have the promise of salvation. We mm-hmm. have the promise that when we profess Jesus is the Messiah, yes. the foundation of our faith, that the powers of hell cannot defeat that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, s- amen. Everything we build on that foundation, mm-hmm. we may get frustrated with it. Yeah. It may crumble. But the reason that nothing can defeat the church is because it is Jesus' church. Yeah. He is a foundation. He is the author and finisher. He's yes. the capstone, the cornerstone. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Everything that Jesus is cannot be defeated. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love this in this quote here that you just said a minute ago with Chuck Swindoll. I, I think it's interesting how he likens um, Satan's work in our society like an invasive Isn't, isn't that fog. such a great image? Yeah, because it's so interesting when you think about a lot of times, <laughs> I think a lot of times people think that the attack of evil it is this thing we can easily identify. Well, like, of course we would know if evil was attacking because it would be so awful that we right. would just see it and know it. And that's just not true. I mean, evil is so um, sly and sadly smarter than we are. And so I think this idea of this invasive fog is really something. Yes. Because it just, it will cloud and it will distort, but it'll also be hard to pinpoint like yeah, you're, you, you can't exactly tell uh-huh, where something is uh-huh. uh, here here's part of my thought about that i'm really glad that you mentioned that because when mm-hmm. i read that i think that's what attracted me to the quote uh-huh. sometimes evil is in your face yeah but most of the time it's it's pretty subtle right uh years ago i used to be an ardent subscriber to sports illustrated oh yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes uh, that was my mother's christmas gift to me Aww. every year with sports illustrated yeah. and, and if people subscribe to that magazine they know every year sports illustrated has one issue that by far outsells every other issue oh. there is and yes. that's their swimsuit edition right and uh when you know when i would subscribe to that a lot of times robin and i would sit down and we'd look at the sims swimsuit edition and i'd put it up and i'd never yeah. look at it again right and pretty soon she got to the point where she didn't look at it anymore. Uh-huh. And, and one year I was reading it, and this was after we had kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a picture of a swimsuit mm-hmm. hanging on a clothesline, uh-huh. but the model was nude. Oh, wow. Now, granted, it was, you know, mm-hmm. certainly posed so that uh-huh. you didn't see anything that might be considered pornographic. Right. Uh, and yet, when I looked at that, I went, that's pornographic. Mm-hmm. That, right. That's insulting right and some people probably said yeah that swimsuit's not all that you know right <laughs> but the the, po- the purpose of the photograph was mm-hmm. not the swimsuit right it was the model right and and that's a more subtle way because mm-hmm. you know if my kid came home and said hey look i got this magazine at the store today i don't even know if they sell them in stores anymore yeah. <laughs> but, I don't either. you know <laughs> yeah uh, you know I'd be like, whoa, no, no, no. Uh-huh. But something subtle like that yeah. that becomes that gateway to, yes. you know, yeah. evil. When it's subtle, yeah. when it's that 
fog. I can't really see it clearly. Mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. out of focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much more insidious. It really, really is. It's so, so true. Well, tell me what other closing thoughts do you have? Uh, the, the closing thought I would want people to, to have is that just because we're Christian, mm-hmm. just because we are part of the church that have built our lives on the foundation, it doesn't mean we're not going to struggle. Right. You know, Christ knows we're going to struggle. We mm-hmm. sin. You know, I don't think it surprises Jesus. He knows right. because he became human yeah. what it's like for us. Yeah. Uh, and I would not want a spiritual battle, even when we feel bloodied and battered and like we lost, mm-hmm. to mean that we did lose. Right. Uh, the church is a formidable opponent, and mm-hmm. we can fight these spiritual battles on our own, um, and it, we're easy prey. We're yeah. low-hanging fruit, but when we fight them together yeah. as the church— we're an army, yeah, and we're marching on our knees. That is so good. I just absolutely love it. And and I would just leave you two friends with these final thoughts that, you know, in order to be a formidable opponent, we actually have to be engaged in the battle. And so many of us, I think, in today's society, but really it's it's been in societies all throughout history, we just get kind of lazy, and we just become bystanders, like we're sitting on the hillside watching the battle go on around us, and we don't actually engage in it. And really to engage in this battle, it doesn't mean that you charge hell with a squirt gun. You don't, yeah. have, to, you don't have to go squirt it with your little bitty squirt gun. But we are doing this, like DA said, together. And we do this by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as we can. Because what happens is we only have a certain amount of time before things come to an end. And as a good friend of mine once said, you know, we are on our way to be with Christ and we need to take as many people as we can with us. Right. So we need to make sure that we're doing that. Friends, we're so glad that you have joined us for today. And we're excited about all the cool things that are coming up in the life of our church, which whether you are a member here or not, or whether you have even set foot in our building or not, you are a part of those exciting things that are going on. So I hope that you will stay tuned in. We'll keep you posted on what has happening. But I also hope that you'll check us out on site or online Sunday mornings, 815, uh, 930 on site, and then again at 1050, either on site or online. And you can check us out on Facebook, YouTube, any of your major social media platforms. We'll just look forward to seeing you soon, and we hope you have a great week. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe that'll work for you. God bless.